Howdy, Hootie Thunkers. This is the host of the Hootie Thunkin' Podcast, Zeb, episode 86, titled That Thing That Happened in Erfurt. Okay. I purposely made this episode's title super non-descriptive on purpose. Um, I want to see if you Hootie Thunkers can guess what happened in Erfurt. First, let's start things off with the recommendation segment. I... I've done this before. I asked my beautiful fiance to record a recommendation segment. I have no idea what she's recommending you guys. So um, not on the blog. It's only on this audio version. Enjoy. Take it away, honey. Hello, Huda Thunkers. This is Shannon, Zeb's fiance. Nice to um, talk with you all again. Uh, this week I wanted to do the recommendation section and I'm going to do it on a cricket machine. Uh, for those of you who haven't heard about the cricket, it's kind of all the craze right now. Um, you can It's a cutting machine and the smaller ones can make t-shirts. Um, you cut vinyl, you can make mugs. I make all of my cards now handmade, um, which makes them a little bit more special. I've made wine glasses and tumblers and all kinds of things. Um, so Zeb and I are currently working on making t-shirts for our groomsmen for our wedding. And we've also come out with a prototype of a Huda Thunkit t-shirt, um, which has a really cool logo and design on it. If you're interested, send us a private message. We'll get back to you. Um, but the other crickets, the bigger ones, they can actually cut wood and glass. They can etch glass. Um, so it's a really cool machine. It's a bit expensive, like $250, $300, but really in the amount of money that you would spend on a t-shirt with a logo, a cup with a logo, you know, or greeting cards for goodness sake, I mean, it pays for itself. So highly recommend you guys go ahead and check that out. And now on to the podcast. Enjoy. All right. Thanks, honey. Um, now back to the main event of the episode. In July of 1184, that's 1184 A.D., Henry VI, also known as King Heinrich, which is how I'll be referring to him, part of the uh, Hohenstaufen dynasty, was king of Germany, later to be called the Holy Roman Emperor. Or the, yeah, And he held court at the Hoftag in Petersburg Citadel in Erfurt. So basically Germany, what we call Germany today, but it became the Holy Roman Empire. You're like, wait, Rome was down in Italy? Yeah, history is confusing. But on the morning of July 26th, King Heinrich called a bunch of noblemen to join him at this big old monastery. He was attempting to squash some beef, a term I love to hate. Side note, um, in case you've never heard that phrase, the rest of the world seems to associate squash the beef or squashing beef as a fun term used for settling disputes or resolving conflicts. But personally, I've always sort of hated the term because it puts a very distinct image in my mind. But We'll circle back to that later. Now, I said I want to try, I want you to try and guess what happened in Erfurt, Germany on that day. So I'll try and paint a picture for you. Let us examine the setting of this place. This is Germany, okay? It's a city of Erfurt. It has existed since the 8th century, and it was formerly part of the Holy Roman Empire. The legendary Petersburg Citadel is deeply intertwined with the history of the city. Among the structures that survived the Citadel's early period was the St. Peter's church by the 1100s it was already a very old building so we're in a really old church it's in the 1100s so not much technology but enough we have a citadel we have a we have a church and it's a very important place so a lot of people come and to, 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 to see this it's very integral to their culture now let us explore the characters shall we um 
You see, back in the 1100s, monarchy was all the rage. It meant that the king was the divine ruler chosen by God to rule over his or her kingdom as they saw fit, king or queen. But by now, human society was getting pretty good at trading and doing businessy stuff. So that some non-royal noblemen could wield quite a lot of power. Of course, the royals and the heads of church tend to become a, quite jealous of this non-divine power, these businessmen. In this particular part of the world during these Middle Ages, a conflict erupted between Conrad of Wittelsbach, um, who was the Archbishop of Mainz, also known as Conrad I, and Ludwig III, the Landgrave of Thuringia. So, <laughs> weird titles, noblemen. You got uh, Conrad and Ludwig. Um, Conrad Witt Wittelsbach and, and Ludwig of Landgrave, okay? What were they fighting about? Nobody knows, uh, but it was a really long time ago. But it was most likely money or land or overall power. Our good old King Heinrich the Sixth uh, wanted to settle the conflict between the two men once and for all. As he made his way through the territory, he called for a meeting involving a number of the region's nobles and high-ranking officials. Some may have been expected to act as mediators during the negotiations to squash the beef. How many nobles did King Heinrich call upon that day? No idea. Uh, the number is about that number is but a detail lost to history, it seems, but it is safe to say that at least a hundred people gathered there, probably more. Fun fact, historians can't even agree that this meeting was held at St. Peter's uh, Church, um, because history, that's how historians do, they argue. But to move this episode along, we are going to say that it, it did, it happened there. Now, we've got over a hundred persnickety noble guys gathered at a church, all with the same goal of squashing some nobleman-level beef. They were on the third floor of this old monastery, gathered upon its old wooden floors, huge dusty wooden support beams above their heads. King Heinrich is seated upon the windowsill. He is the only one to do so. There's a couple people against the wall. Can you guess what happens next? This is that thing that happened in Erford. I'll give you a few seconds to think, and a little bit of background music. Okay, did you guess? you have any idea? No, probably not. The combined weight of the assembled nobles caused the wooden second-story floor, or third floor, of the Peter's Kitch to collapse, and most of them fell through into the latrine cesspit below the ground floor, where about 60 of them drowned in liquid excrement. This event is called the Erfurter Latrinsters, or the Erfurt Latrine Disaster. If you Did you guess that? Did you guess they fell through the floor into a giant shit pit? <laughs> well, that's what happened. King Heinrich VI was one of the only survivors of the incident as he was sitting on the windowsill when the floor collapsed because the window relied on the stone walls for support and not the floor itself. So he didn't fall stories down into an old medieval poop pit and drown. Um Lucky him, or maybe that was coincidence, who knows. The old monastery's support beams had become rotten and were not equipped with supporting this many nobles. Some historians believe that King Heinrich VI was behind this disaster, but that is all but impossible 
to prove now. You know, it's so long ago. Plus, it wasn't like King Heinrich was the only one to survive. There was an archbishop present who survived by clinging to the metal railing attached to the wall. He and a few other guests clung for dear life until rescue came. So a bunch of people survived. Just a whole lot more died by drowning in shit. At first, this drowning to poop uh, sounds funny. I'll admit it. I laughed when I first read the history meme on Reddit. But when you stop to think about it, you realize this kind of death is pure nightmare fuel. Um, you see, medieval plumbing was quite crude. While people such as myself, you know, like middle class people, that is, would simply make do with a bucket or a clothes stool, as they called it, and just shit in their bucket and emptied it into the local stream daily, the cast the castle fold um, did it a bit differently. If you were inside your local castle during medieval times, you sat on a stone or wooden board with a hole in it, and the poo, or gong, as they called it, dropped through. In castles, loos, also called gongs, were often made to overhang an outside wall, and the poo fell either into the moat, if there was one, into a pit outside, or the wall just um, went right onto the ground. So, these people just shit into a hole that led to a shaft that usually emptied into a pit, a big, dark pit in the ground, meant to do one thing, hold human shit. This pit wasn't drained like modern sewer systems, and it wasn't emptied like septic tanks. Once that pit was full or overflowing, they'd just top it off with some soil and dig another pit. How splendid. And these shit pits were quite deep. So, you know, if someone were to fall into one such pit, a pit that had been built for one of the largest citadels in the area and had been around for hundreds of years, it makes sense why so many people would drown. Um, it was a giant hole, huge, meant for a big church that's a big part of the community, so they're expecting a lot of people to shit into it. It's been around for hundreds of years, so hundreds of people's of shit and bacteria is in there, and also you have rubble falling. Can you imagine going to an office meeting to try and do business and all of a sudden the floor gives out, you plunge two to three stories down, all the while floor beams and rock rubble is raining down next to your falling falling body only to land in a very deep dark pit full of ancient shit. No, you can't imagine that. No one can imagine a pit full of hundreds of years of shit. The 60 or so who drowned in the human waste died on the spot, uh, but... There were plenty of noblemen who died from infections contracted by human shit and piss getting into various orifices uh, that day. All while King Heinrich was sitting now stories above this carnage on a windowsill, say, safe as can be. Now, King Heinrich's goal was to settle a dispute that had arisen in his kingdom. And although this conflict wasn't resolved the way most conflicts are resolved, the Erfurt latrine disaster caused the death of pretty much everyone involved. So, the beef was squashed, a term I hope at least some of you now associate with dozens of people drowning in a giant cesspit. So after the Erfurt latrine disaster, yeah, circle back to that, squash the beef. I've always heard of, whenever someone says squash the beef in my life, my entire life, I don't know why. You say squash the beef, I think of shit. <laughs> just squash the beef, it just sounds weird, it's gross. I hate that term, okay? I love to hate it, but now I kind of hope you... <laughs> You picture the same thing. When someone says squash the beef in your life, I hope you picture a giant shit pit. <laughs> so that was kind of why I did this episode. I did the episode and I thought, you know what? Squash the beef. I kept reading a couple articles would call it that. 
that the latrine disaster was to squash the beef. And I'm like, how disgusting. Why would you use that for this story? It's gross. Anyway, after the Erfurt latrine disaster, King Heinrich VI went on to conquer Poland and become emperor of the Holy Roman Empire. So at least things worked out for him. Nice ending. Nice little cherry on top of the shit pit Sunday for you. So this episode was about poop. I know you probably didn't expect that when I titled it that thing that happened in Erfurt. And, but next week's episode will also be about poop. I know it's a lot. Uh, two episodes about poop in a row. I don't know. There were just interesting things that came across my mind. I was feeling quite, um, how do you say, immature in my <laughs> my sense of humor lately. And I just want to do two episodes about poop. Plus, I want to actually be here for next week. I won't have time to write the episodes. I wrote two in a row. Um so next week's episode, you're going to hear in a week from now, but I wrote it all yesterday, wrote this one and that one yesterday. So, but instead of a historical tale next week, I will be answering a question that's been plaguing, that's plagued my mind since I was about two years old. Where does our poop go? Um, I'll be typing it up in advance. So I will be away on vacation in the Pennsylvania Grand Canyon hunting black bear and yugging beers with my dad and his old buddies. Thanks for listening to Thunkers. Until next week. <laughs>